1: <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just The Tips. This is your host, James B. Friel. I am thrilled that you guys are here with us today. I am extremely interested and excited about the guests that we have today. You know, we do a lot of talking about online marketing and different strategies and techniques that work. I'm a super big fan of that, as you guys know. But one of the things that I think that has somehow gotten lost in the midst of everybody getting excited about, you know, Facebook ads and online funnels and all this other stuff is human-to-human communication, and face-to-face selling. And so our guest is an expert at that, went from 600 bucks in his bank account to generating over $100 million in sales in nine years. And so we've got some super cool stuff in store for you guys. And oh, right on time, I see him coming in, riding in on his white noble steed into the studio Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland.
0: <laughs> there we go. Just managed to time it right now, haven't I? Mid-introduction, just arriving in the studio.
1: Yeah, I, sometimes, I feel like sometimes you're like, you jumped the gun a little bit, and right. other times I'm like, dude, like where are you? You missed your cue.
0: I know, right? But I'm here, and I'm looking forward to the show. But how are you doing, James?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing really great. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about, about the show today. Uh-huh. So uh, without further ado, let's welcome to the show, Riley Meek. How's, how's it going, Riley? Hey, guys. Doing all right. Doing all right. Looking forward to this. Excellent. Yes. Um, and I see that for whatever reason, not, not most of our guests don't, but, but you did not ride a horse into the studio today.
2: I did not. I, I didn't get that memo. A- Yeah. You guys didn't uh, forward that on to me.
1: (laughs) Well, it's, it's the problem is we're redoing it. It's like in tiny print on our, how to prepare and get ready for the show form. Sure. Uh, You know, so we'll have to make that a little bit more prominent. So it's easy for people to see. (laughs) but that's okay. No big deal. You're here. So I, I, you know, I said this in the intro, but 600 bucks in your bank account to a hundred million dollars in sales in nine years. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty big accomplishment. What was going through your mind? (laughs) <laughs> when you had the 600 bucks in your bank account,
2: <laughs> oh, dude, you want to get dark on this show? Or <laughs> sure, we can get dark. I've got, <laughs> I've got dramatic piano music, right there. yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. All right, so uh, yeah, this would have been back when I was like at, uh 23 years old, I believe, and I had just returned from uh Mexico on a failed business venture, it's something that I had invested pretty much all my money into. I uh had had leased out my condo here in the States. And when that, uh, that was ultimately shut down by the the Mexican government, um, I was, you know, flying back to the States tail between my legs. And not only was I completely broke, but I didn't even have a place to live, right? Because I had, you know, leased out my condo. So I found myself and my wife um, pregnant at the time, we were just literally sleeping on my sister's couch. So not a not a great time in life. But I certainly wouldn't change it for anything. That's I think, you know, what we go through is really what you know, makes us who we are. But it was a soul, soul searching time in my life. And I had to figure out what what my next course of action was. Uh, you know, prior to this, I had made a decent amount of money just in sales, multiple different sales gigs and things. But um, it was it was definitely a, a transitional period or, you know, kind of what I call my midlife crisis. Uh, hopefully, not really midlife, but um, you know, <laughs> one of those times where it's like, what the hell am I going to do here? Well,
1: you know, I don't know what you did do, but I know um, maybe for anything like Dean, when he was in that situation, that's when he turned to burlesque dancing. (laughs) And not for the first time. No, just, you know, just to pay the bills and stuff like that. So there's no judgment here.
2: (laughs) You do what you got to do, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's (laughs) right. Yeah. 20 bucks Uh, is 20 bucks. So
1: (laughs) file that under things that our guests don't expect to hear.
2: (laughs) So, uh,
1: so, so in all seriousness, so what, what did you do at, at that point? Was it a lot of, you know, kind of trial and error? Cause obviously there's a soul searching stuff, Yeah, you know, which is, which is important to, you know, regain, you know, your purpose and your focus and, and everything else like that. But what were some of the things that, that you tried. Were there other failed ventures after that, before something took, or was like the very next thing Yeah it was successful?
2: It really was, you know, how I was introduced, it's not like I've was the inventor of of this concept of the social dynamic selling system, but um, I really think I've I've been able to perfect it over the last decade, and and I was first introduced to this by looking online, doing searching um, on Craigslist, of all places. You guys remember Craigslist, right? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and yes. Literally, it, the ad said, work three days a week and make 10,000 bucks. So... Uh, You're like, yes, please. Yeah, right. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I responded.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it wasn't, I mean, initially I thought, yeah, right, like whatever, but I'm curious, like, let me, so they did a a good enough job with the ad. And that's when I was really introduced to this, this concept of selling to groups, you know, one to many versus selling one-on-one because everything I had done up until this point was like, you know, as much as people say, if you're a, a, you know, in sales or commission based, your, your commission or your earning potential is uncapped, you know, earn what you're worth. I, I think that's still a bunch of BS because you're only you're still capped by the amount of time in a day, right? And I could only do a certain amount of presentations before I was emotionally exhausted or we just ran out of time in the day. And so uh, everything I'd done prior to this was sitting down with somebody face-to-face, selling them on whatever product or service I have. And, you know, it could be an hour presentation. It could be three hours. And then I would, you know, try to close the deal. But this was a different concept. It was uh, the first uh, the gentleman invited me out to to sit in on on what he was doing and he had a room of like 20 people and he did one presentation and then at the end of it he simply asked for an appointment to meet one on one and you know discuss actual pricing for the project and and that's when it really blew my mind. I was like this clown can do one, two, maybe three presentations on a weekly basis and then he only is meeting with those that you know, care enough to to know what the price is, like, it was a, a beautiful system. And that's really what kind of rocked my world, because I was like this, you know, what what type of products could I sell through this? And I left that uh, just with my mind, just, you know, r- racing, like, what, what could I do? How could I fill rooms, you know, not knowing anything, I'd never done, like true marketing, I've always either, you know, door to door or, you know, I, I would run set appointments for me. So it wasn't like I was, you know, an expert in, you know, sales and marketing or anything, but I was, you know, I'd learned through the process. And so that, that summer I set up my, my first campaign. I put together some of the products that he was selling. I added a few things to it. And in July of that summer, I'd hosted my first actual event. And this is literally with 600 and some bucks in my bank account and a credit card, i had, you know, I was rolling the dice. Like I was, I had to mm. figure this thing out
1: no doubt. and
2: I ended up making some sales and I, I did it, you know, followed up, did some more events. And within that first six months, by the end of that year, I had done 2.1 million in sales.
1: Holy shit. That's amazing.
2: Yeah, it was, it was, it was mind blowing. Cause you know, I'd never made that type of money at that time. So it was fun as hell. Like, it. like, you know, being able to, to experience that firsthand and, you know, you're the core cause of it was great. But that's when I I realized like, all right, we got, I got something here. And we started to add on some sales reps and that next year we did a little over 12 million in sales. We did another 12 million the following. And I really, at that point I had stepped back and wasn't necessarily the one doing the sales, but overseeing, you know, running the business, training sales reps, and I had, you know, 26 crews throughout the country that we were filling events for, um, every single week and selling these products. So is it that was kind of that like wow we've got a, a well oiled machine here you know this product works great what else could I sell and so I, I added another we set up another company uh, we did two million that first year I was like all right cool let's let's do another one we did another company and then we did five point one million that next year and um, all the while these my other companies were still going and so that's when I had that like kind of aha moment that the product was irrelevant right like it doesn't matter what you were selling you were creating an environment. You know, leveraging your time because you can do you know one, two, three, four, five presentations a week, and then you're only you're you're sifting the sand, right? It's kind of like the you talk about the online funnels. Like this is literally was like the offline funnel mm, at the time. Right. It's, it's where we're, you know gathering a group of people. Okay, who wants to meet? Okay, who wants to you know talk price? And then you know it just allowed you to leverage your time and certainly your marketing dollars as well.
1: So I got to ask, I got to ask you this. So so the beginning of this you and your wife are sleeping on a couch and then 12 months later, you've made $2.1 million. What's going through your wife's mind. Does she think you're like running drugs or does she know what you're doing?
2: <laughs> well, she was focused on baby at that point. You know, She, so we had, we had a daughter and so she was just happy. So she didn't have to go back to work. Right. Yeah, so, right. A great supporter. But you know, she was waiting tables, you know, six month, you know, baby in her, in her tummy. And uh, she's still having to wait tables because you know i didn't have a job at the time i was I i didn't have any any income at the time so she was uh, you know very happy that this was actually taking place but yeah that was that was i mean then that was the fuel for me right like it's yeah. like i was willing yeah. to do whatever it took and you know failing wasn't an option and it was mm-hmm. it, it, you know it worked out in my favor for, for once okay yeah. so let's so
1: this is this is hugely i think one it's hugely hugely inspirational I, I know most entrepreneurs and business owners at some point have had that. Holy shit. Like where did things go wrong moment in their lives?
0: <laughs> like you when know? I started doing this podcast with you, that went through my <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: still going through that. Cause I got to talk to Dean a few times a week. But <laughs> so I think, I think everybody can relate to that, but the, the massive acceleration of growth that you had is pretty staggering. And I'd love to dig into like, what is like, can we unpack this social dynamic selling system that you're talking about. Yes. Like, what is it? How do you do it? Who's it good for, you know, like all those things. Like I'm just really hungry to kind of figure out what's going on inside of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. So like up until this point, this was just the social dynamic selling wasn't even a thing. Like I was, I was doing it, but I didn't, I didn't know like what I was doing and I, I could do it, but I hadn't like Gone to the point of of teaching people this system yet, and it literally how this kind of manifest was. I was driving home on a Wednesday night, and uh, it was a you know pretty successful sales week again, and you know life was good. I was making plenty of money. I could pretty much do what we wanted whenever we wanted. We'd built our a a new home. Like like life was good, but I had just like zero zero freaking passion. Like I had so much unfulfillment in my life, and and for anybody that's made money you know, they probably can relate. Like money isn't everything until you don't have enough of it. And then it becomes everything, right? And it consumes yeah. you. And right. it's just that downward spiral where once you've got it, now it's like, there's more to it. Uh, there's more to life. And and that was really what that kind of turning point for me was this Wednesday night, I, I, I cruised home and my wife and daughter were already asleep. And, and um, I sat down at the kitchen table and just with this feeling of, you know, unfulfillment and And I thought back to, okay, what's happened here over the last five, six years? Like what, how, like, you know, very grateful and appreciative of it. But I thought back to prior, prior to this, when I was the guy struggling with sales, struggling with leads, like trying to figure out, you know, just that, that constant feast and famine of, of direct sales, right? Like you're right, you're top of the mountain one day and you're bottom of the valley the next day. And I I thought, man, I know there's people out there that are still struggling with that. And they may have a product or a service that they're super passionate about, but they don't know how to sell it, right? Like, if you build it, they don't come. You got to have a freaking system to, to yeah. drive traffic, whether it's online or, you know, this kind of offline version. And I thought, man, is there could I, is this system that we've developed here, is that the actual product? Like, could I teach people how to do this versus just constantly owning and setting up my, my own companies? And that's when I I, I just started to write. And I thought back to, you know, all the things I struggled with early on, on, uh, you know, how to design my invitation, how to, uh, you know, the scripting that we use when people are RSVPing for for the events, to to calling to confirm, to creating, you know, their message model in the presentation, to negotiating prices with the venues, to uh, how to set up the room, timing of the events, do you have dessert, do you not? Like all these things I just started to write out and that was really the birth of the social dynamic selling system. And, you know, for, for people on the right now that are like, what the hell is he even talking about? Like basically at the core of what it is, is we do dinner seminars. We, we host events and um, the social dynamic aspect of it is that like we're, we're selling to groups of people, one, one to many versus one-on-one. On one. And uh, that, I mean, I think the, the process or that, that transition uh, that I I went through of, you know, moving more to consulting and coaching people how to do this was one of the most fun times in my life and is, and, and that's why, you know, we have, heck we have 80 events this week that we filled for, for our clients throughout the entire country. And we do that every single week for them because they now have a system that they can rely upon.
1: Okay. So hold on. So let me, so let me get this straight. So, so, and maybe you can talk about how you fill those events. But basically, you're inviting people to a dinner. And and I, I presume it's not like at a local IHOP or McDonald's or something like that. Like, it's probably a little bit nicer. But you're inviting people to a dinner. And then at the dinner, there's some sort of sales presentation or, you know, yeah. you know, kind of like get to know why we're here. Like, do people know why they're coming to the dinner? Can you yeah, talk yeah. about... Can you talk about that kind of invitation process and what that dinner experience is like for people?
2: For sure. Yeah. So we do anytime again, the product is really irrelevant. All right. But when we're, when we're crafting the invitation, we we always start with the end in mind. So we want to figure out like who our true client avatar is. So if it's a solar company, it could be, I need single family dwelling units with household incomes of. $60,000 $60,000 and up, or, you know, we can get real specific with this data and we want to back into, okay, how do we create a message um, that speaks to them? Right? So we do a a boatload of direct mail. We do hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pieces of direct mail every single week for our clients. That's our main source of filling these events.
1: And that's like, and that's the invitation Correct. To, to the dinner. Okay.
2: Correct. Yep. And on this inv- invitation, it's definitely, we're talking about you know, what we're going to talk about at the event with, you know, if it's solar, it's like how to save money on your utility bills, or if it's regenerative medicine, it's like how to be pain free, but you know, whatever it is, we're we're discussing that. But really, what we're doing here is we're fishing with corn dogs. Okay. And and what I mean by that is 90% of the reason that these folks are coming to the actual dinner is because of that free steak dinner.
1: Right. Okay. But it's a free steak. So people are just like, you know what, you can, you can talk about whatever you want. I want free
2: steak. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is what I, what I love about it. And to, you know, use the corn dog analogy, what I mean by that is, you know, there is not a fish in nature that would sustain a quality of life by eating corn dogs. But if I threw a corn dog on a hook and threw it in the lake, they're going to bite the thing every damn time. Right. Mm -hmm. And once I get them in the boat, then I can nurture them or, you know, nourish them, whatever they need to sustain life. So my job is just to get as many people to these events. Yes, I want them to, you know, have some knowledge of what we're going to talk about. But at the end of the day, if you do a compelling enough presentation and take them on that emotional journey, which we teach people how to do this and how to present properly, establish yourself as that authoritative figure, you're going to get folks that didn't know what they were even coming out to, 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 you know, be on board with you. Because really what we're doing is we're creating a relationship With that customer potential customer Uh, which all comes back to know like and trust like we're, we're getting them to know us if they like us they trust us they're certainly going to be willing to do business with us
1: can we talk uh can we talk numbers here for a second so i'm sure it varies by industry and geography but is like what's the cost to get a person in a seat at one of these dinners
2: yeah that's where it it does vary you know, dramatically, because that single family dwelling unit, you know, household income data can be purchased pretty inexpensively, where if I have to get, you know, people with X amount of investable assets, um, you know, the the data that's out there is, is vast, like we can buy, it's amazing how specific If, if you're, if your client avatar is blonde hair, blue eyed, women above six foot two, you know, like I can, I can get that data. Right. So the the more uh, specific it is, the more expensive it is. And then, then it comes down to the invitation. If it's, you know, a a glossy invitation, if it's a wedding style envelope, if it's a, you know, an electronic video, you know, we've, we've sent pieces of furniture as invitations. So all of that comes into play with (laughs) the cost. What I'm more concerned about is, is having the ROI. And that's why, you know, we always want to, Starting with the end in mind, with any of our clients, we always want to have that, you know, ROI potential of at least three hundred percent, you know, of what we're going to spend on that event, what I should be able to earn or, or capitalize on at the end of it, and so you know, it could be a few thousand bucks, it could be ten thousand bucks. I don't know what that what that cost would be. It really just depends on who we're trying to target based so on like, what your product is.
1: So, so like bearded British men who dance burlesque that might be an expensive audience because there's like relatively few of those. Right. Oh, well, you'd right. be
0: surprised. It's quite a large <laughs> quite a large amount of it nowadays.
1: <laughs> okay, so okay, so so um totally understandable that that would vary. So then so then at the event so I, trying to under, get my head wrapped around, you know, is everybody sort of introduced to each other is is the speaker sort of like the host that you know, everybody's enjoying their dinner, and then after the dinner, there's a presentation. Like, what are sort of the mechanics of of that piece of things?
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's um, you know, it's going to vary. If there's demonstrations that need to be done, uh, if it's just a, a, pow- a PowerPoint presentation, if there's videos, uh, all that's going to vary depending upon you know the goal essentially. But usually, we're starting out with a nice salad. I like to get something in them. You know, the law of reciprocity is takes place here, right? And so the moment people start to arrive, you're you're on stage. Like you're you're right. everybody is, you know, looking at you and how you're interacting and responding with these with, you know, even the wait staff. And so it it's usually just people are arriving 15, 20 minutes before the events, you know, scheduled to start. We get a salad in right away, we're chit chat, and we're just getting to know each other, building that rapport. And then, you know, once everybody's there, we get all dinner orders and I usually will will do the presentation, you know, as they're cooking our food. Right. I'd like to get through the right. meat of it as okay. they're cooking our meat, so to say. Okay. And then, you know, dinner comes on out and and we kind of wrap up with Q&A. And, uh, uh, you know, so it depends. My presentation could be 45 minutes. It could be an hour and a half if I have props, demonstrations, things like that, that I need to get through. But again, the whole point of it is that that know, like, and trust, right? And so you let your personality shine through. We want you to be – you're not up there to educate them and let them know how smart you are. You're up there to take them on that emotional journey to hit those pain points that they're experiencing and how you can actually solve them.
1: So is there a PowerPoint presentation or is it just like speaking or is it, you know, kind of whatever makes the most sense for whatever makes
2: the most sense? I mean, if, if, uh, you know, there could be videos, testimonial videos is really just what makes the most sense for that particular product or service. You know, a lot of financial advisors utilize this. They've done this far before I even ever did this. So they're doing a lot of PowerPoints and, you know, but they're kind of boring and you got to be able to have fun and and joke around and and get people to like you. Um, And that's what I think we've done is, you know, taken that model that they've, you know, kind of pioneered, I would, I would call it, I guess. And we've been able to, to do that in numerous different verticals, you know, very well, whether it's home remodeling or dentistry or medical or travel or investment clubs, there's numerous different industries that we've done this in. But as far as the presentation goes, it really just depends on what we're, what we're trying to accomplish.
1: Got it. And how many people, like, is there, you know, where it's too small or too big? Like, is there a sweet spot for the number of people at one of these dinners?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, we're not like filling auditoriums and saying, rush to the back of the room, go buy this real estate course or whatever. You know, that's not what we are, or what we do. We're more of that, that again, no, like, and trust, let Mm -hmm. them, um, Uh, digest what what we've just talked about here and get that set appointment. And we do that by creating sense of urgency and things like that. But I love, like my sweet spot is 18 to 20, maybe 25 people.
1: Okay. So it's like, it's pretty intimate then. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've done them with 80 people, you know, but you lose part of the room, especially if it's only you, you know, if it's, if you've got help, it's easier to do uh, larger groups, but you know, the, the bigger they are, you lose that intimacy and you're not able to engage. Like I'm, I'm calling people by their first name we're, I'm looking at them in the eye, every single person throughout the, the process, because I want them to feel comfortable. Right. And that, and that's, that's that social dynamic aspect of it We're we're taking them to a neutral environment. They're not coming into, you know, a high pressure sales, you know, a business, it's a neutral environment, one that they know very well. And as far as the venue goes, you had mentioned like the IHOP or whatever. That really depends on what we're who our target market is, right? If if you're if you're selling a high-end or big ticket item, then yeah, you might want to do the Ruth's Chris uh, and spend $40, $50 a plate. But if I'm doing this in freaking Terre Haute, Indiana, and there's a Lone Star Steakhouse for $9.99, perfect. That's what they're used to. That's what they're comfortable with. So we we're trying to, you know, we're bringing – our expertise to them. And all I'm trying to do is make it a comfortable environment for our guest. All right. And, and and in terms of like
0: the, the offer and what you're doing there, are you closing deals in the room, like taking payments things, or is this
2: moving them into a different sort of sales environment from here? Yeah, it's usually moving them into a one-on-one situation, right? So right. we're, we're building value. We're creating, we're, you know, setting ourselves up as that authoritative figure. And then at the end, we will usually move them into a one-on-one appointment, whether it's that evening and afterwards or then following next day or two when we're in the area. And that's where, you know, we create sense of urgency and we, you know, we people need a reason to make a decision. People just right. don't make decisions, right? And, yeah. Yeah. and that's what we do is, is we create that environment where they can make a decision. People, everybody wants to buy and nobody wants to be sold. And we want to create that environment where they can make up that buying decision. Even if it is no, who cares? Like just move on and you're not wasting your time, you know, begging somebody for a sale only for them to cancel down the road. Right. It's just, we want them to make, feel good and comfortable about that decision. So it's usually that evening or the next day we'll be meeting with them again.
1: So do you have, um, I'm sure the answer is yes. And again, I'm sure it depends, but do you have, you know, benchmark conversion rates? Like, what percentage of people you expect to get into that one-on-one, and then what what percentage of people you expect to close yeah. during the one-on-one?
2: Yeah, for sure. If I take it kind of across all of our industries, if I'm getting a fifty to sixty percent appointment rate at the the venue, you know I'm pretty pretty happy with that. There's times where you get a hundred percent, and I've had plenty of times where I didn't get a single appointment. Right, but. You, that's where you just got to trust the process and and mm. know that the numbers are always going to work out. But you know, if I've got, and this is where it varies too, I could have 20 people in the room, but if I'm selling a walk-in bathtub, more than likely I only have 10 to 12 opportunities because most of our guests are couples. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So versus yeah. if I'm a cosmetic surgeon or I'm talking about regenerative medicine and pain, pain management, if I've got twenty people in the room, I've got twenty opportunities, and so this is where this is where the numbers always break down, and it, that's why it varies so much. But you know, realistically, if I can get a fifty to sixty percent appointment rate and close half of those, um, you're you're definitely making great money doing this.
1: That's amazing. I don't I don't know a lot of other situations where you'd get a fifty to sixty appointment percent appointment rate.
2: Yep, right. like that's
1: really good. Damn it Dean. Like we're almost at 30 minutes here and I feel like I have another 4 hours know, of questions. I feel like we've
0: just like done done an intro and we're now about to really get into things. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you just what? one one question I w- I would love to ask. So I'm I'm assuming from what you've said that most of the people that you're putting into these events is like from completely cold audiences like rented lists and things that you're doing the direct mail to. Yeah. Is this something that you also have have you done this with like warmer audiences like with existing customers that you've maybe just sold a, something Lower oh, price yeah. you know, pick it to online, and and you deploy this strategy to bring your customers
2: into a room to ascend. Absolutely, and then your costs go down tremendously because you're not having to buy that list and that data. You may not even have to do direct mail. It could be a simply phone call and, and invite them out because you're going to talk about something else, you know, another topic yeah. or of something of your product line. And you know, past past customers, uh, it's wonderful to have them out if you know they're going to be a good reference for you. And we invite them out to our existing you know, dinners all the time to be that, you know, that good reference or that, you know, other person in the room that can vouch for you. Right. Yeah. I could just, um,
0: I was just thinking from my own situation, like, Oh, I wonder how we could use, cause we don't necessarily do, uh, like the direct mail and renting list and things, but we are selling, you know, like books and things online to acquire customers. So I'm just thinking ideas through of how I could sort of very quickly use this myself, you know, and just, just, uh, I was just thinking random thoughts, like sending out some kind of some kind of mail to existing customers that says, oh, I'm, I've decided to host a lunch for 50 customers or something like that, or 20. Yeah, yeah and, and like free burlesque dancing classes and right. things like so that. Awesome. <laughs> probably couldn't find a venue big enough for that demand, but uh, we could all. Always-
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that would have to be a stadium if you were right. going to do something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I, I know I would fly all the way to the UK to watch Dan- Dean. Uh, I know you this. would. <laughs> yeah, well, you know I would because I've done it before. So... <laughs> Yeah, this is this is absolutely amazing, Riley. I think this is one of the reasons I was excited to have this conversation with you is because there's so much emphasis, at least in the worlds that I've been in for the last probably 10 years on, you know, online marketing, online selling, all that stuff. And I I support that 100%. But there is, there is a whole other world out there. And I feel like you opened that door, at least to me uh, today, in terms of like, well, here's an alternative approach that could be highly effective. And, and just honestly, on some level, it just kind of sounds like, like fun to do.
2: It is. Yeah. There's nothing more fun than, you know, and that's, that's what you mentioned earlier. There's that lost art of, of, you know, getting together face to face and people have crave that and, you know, shaking that hand and, and just getting to know people is, you know, a, it's a fun business to be in.
0: Well, I, I imagine as well, like there is, a as, as more technological, Eva- advancements came about. I imagine things like direct mail are probably less competitive. There's probably less noise in the mailboxes, right? So I guess it's uh, makes it easier. Absolutely, for you guys.
2: Absolutely. it's become le- much uh, less cluttered. You know, if you think about uh, all the retargeting on Facebook and email, well, I guess like mail inboxes is. are now, right? The, the mailboxes yeah. probably used to be the same, and they've faded off now, right? Yeah, I don't like to make that public news because I don't want other competitions, you know, sending mail out, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the good thing is, to, to the average person, it probably seems like too much work or something they don't have a clue how to do. So, right, right, we can say it without too much fear, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Plus, plus, the truth is, the only listener we have on the show is Dean's mom, so right, <laughs> you know she's not, she's not going to be doing it. Ry- Riley's like, wait a second, I thought you had some listeners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What?
1: So, uh, so before we go. What's the best way for people to find out more? I know, I know you've written a book. Obviously, you've got, you know, you've got a site. So where, where should people go if they want to find out more about the social dynamic sure. selling system?
2: Yeah, probably the easiest is just our website, uh, which is literally socialdynamicselling.com. Socialdynamicselling.com. I'm pretty sure we've got links to the book and things on there, but that's also on Amazon, which is just called Food for Thought. How to use dinner seminar marketing to grow your business in ways you never thought possible. See what you did there. See what (laughs) you did (laughs) there.
1: Yeah, (laughs) excellent. I feel like that's just as clever of a name as just the tips. I I approve.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very few, uh, Ah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks. uh, Thanks so much, Riley, for being here. Definitely great. Just like really, really cool topic. Appreciate your story and the strategy uh, behind it. So, um, thanks for, thanks for being here. Thank you to our listeners. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you tell your friends, your family about us, leave us reviews and tell us what you want to hear on the show. We'd love to hear from you and we're going to sign off for today. So we'll talk with you guys next time. Later, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to just the tips where we believe business should be profitable and fun for show notes, links, and other information on our guests. Visit just the tips for more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, visit me for free training and resources at jamesbeefreal.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod. licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.